This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is not off the coast of Connecticut. He's back in the great state of Massachusetts, and I'm still working on an intro. I got to get back to the drawing board on that. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Steve. Yeah, that, that, there's something there, and I don't know what it is, but we got to figure it out because that that intro is just no. It's just it's just not a way to start a podcast. I, but. And I don't even think of it until I'm like halfway through. I'm like, ah, crap! I didn't <laughs> yet. So I I, I do want to address something, Steve. I uh, I was gonna text you. Or I was gonna I was gonna call you about a week ago, and I said, you know what? No, I want to address this straight up here right now. Two parts. First off, I want to thank you for the nice gift you sent me, Steve, of a nice brand new pair of running shoes. Right. But secondly, I, I want all complaints from Trent or yourself later in the future to be directed straight at you. Because I'll tell you what, Steve, I feel fast in these shoes. Okay. So when November comes around and I'm dusting you guys and I'm feeling great, you got nobody to blame but yourself. For that, for that that lovely gift. So thank you, but you know you did this to yourself. Oh, I'll take it. And if that's uh, if you could please plug the brand. Yeah, they're a beautiful pair of Saucony. Uh, I I don't know which right. type go, of shoe. Go they buy, either. go buy so- Saucony. Right? What type of shoe is it, Steve? It's like a oh, Tempest. The ten- Yeah, I mean it's a lot thicker than I'm used to. And it took me a couple of runs to get used to it, but I'm, I'm grooving. I'm moving and grooving. Now. That's right. And as always at the house of Meg, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I can't wait for Mike to get a stress fracture because his shoes are for overpronation <laughs> or he's a super pronator or whatever. Hey, we're plugging the brand right now. We're plugging oh, the brand. God. Hey, that's not the brand. And I'm saying the person that picked up the shoes would be funny if Steve picked out the opposite shoe type. That was good for you, right? Because every brand's got shoes for all different sorts of runners out there. Trent, but yeah, if, Mike- there's, if there's anything like, you know, me and my brothers are all different in, in many ways. But if there's one thing we all have exactly the same, it's the same running mechanics. So um, my my exact mechanics apply to Mike. So I'm, I feel very confident sending him a pair of shoes. So then you know it would be the worst kind of shoe for him too, as yeah, well. That's, so that's a good point. Good point. That's thing. a great point. <laughs> but gentlemen, I figured something out these last two weeks, and I just want to share it with you guys. It's hot out. It's it's been a hot summer, huh? And and I think it's probably twenty degrees cooler where I am than it is where you guys are. But you don't really realize it until you go for runs. And I hadn't been running, but now I am I am on the, the marathon training wagon. And I actually had my first work trip back in a long time out in California. It was hot out there. And now I'm I'm you know running around here and it's hot out here. And I don't know if you guys had had realized that or if the people listening to the pod had realized that it's been pretty hot out, but I did want to share that a little bit of breaking news with everybody. Have I realized? Have I Trent? You've been, I mean, you're, you're, you're in the, uh, you know, the middle of the mountains, so you don't know what's going on out here. We in Massachusetts, we just had the most aggressive stretch of heat I've ever had in my lifetime. It was, it was 95 and unbelievable humid for 
almost two weeks straight. It just broke today. I feel like a new person today. I woke up. It was 70 degrees. The humidity broke a little bit. And it was the first time in like three weeks I felt normal. It has been the most miserable summer to run of all time. And it just happens to be the summer where I decided to make my comeback. So, yeah, I've noticed the heat trend. It's a uh, we're, we're in a level three drought here in Massachusetts, folks. So, you know, conserve your water. Be careful when you turn your sprinklers on. Maybe cut down those showers a little bit, boys. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Enough environment. <laughs> well, I mean, Trent, I, I did. So I've been unlike you guys. I've been I've been really grinding and bumping up the long runs. And, um, you know, I have every other week. It's like a new milestone where I, I go up like one or two miles in my long run. And so this past Saturday. I did a 16 mile run and that was kind of a big deal. I mean, it's, it's the longest run I've done probably since Mike and I ran Boston together. What was that coming on four years, three and a half, four years ago now, something like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm playing the game where I'm like looking at my phone and, you know, with, with two kids now, the planning of the long run has to happen 10 days in advance. Like Aaron and I pop it up in our calendars. And so like this, this time is sacred. And I have this time set aside She's training for a half marathon. She has her time set aside on Sundays. My 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 time is on Saturday mornings. And I'm looking at this this 16 mile run I have to do. I'm looking at the weather, and it's it, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be humid. And I start playing the game. It's like, oh, if I go a different time of day, what if I change it? Change the day. But then I realized that listen, you can't change race day. You can't change race time. I just gotta suck it up and I gotta go. And so I I started my run and I looked at the I looked at the the weather. It was 98% humidity, 91 degrees heat and in climbing. And I had 16 miles and you guys know, you guys know, I sweat a little bit and it was the most brutal 16 miles. I can remember it was, it was awful. I lost, I, I weighed myself before and after I lost a good 14 to 15 pounds just in water weight on that run. I it mean, that's insane. 14 to 15 pounds in one run. I mean, I've been known to do it. It's it's a problem. It's I, I don't know if I've expressed that on this on this podcast before. When I say I sweat a lot, it's it's an actual problem. <laughs> do, do you set up strategic water stops on the yeah. way for that? Right. You have to. You can't lose that much water weight and, and not stop for water. Yeah, I, I do loops. So I go I go down along the river and I have like five loops I do. And I'm never more I'm never more than two and a half miles from water. I, I know you're a sweater, but. Are you exaggerating when you say 14 to 15? Is that legitimate? Mike, am I exaggerating? I mean, I, I didn't look at the scale. I've seen the amount of sweat. If you poured that into a bucket, I, I think it's 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 I I'd be willing to believe that it's over it's double digit pounds of water that you're wringing out into a bucket. I that that I is an insane it. amount of sweat to lose on a run. I don't know what to tell you. I you know, I it's one of those things where I mention like I'm a heavy sweater and everybody's like, oh, my God, I sweat so much. Blah, blah, blah. And everybody says it. And I'm like, I'm like, it's just it's just a, it's a different it's a nice. different level. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's it, it I've added uh, this is probably super disgusting for anybody listening. So I don't want to go too far down this road. But yeah, it happens. It can happen on a on a 98 percent humidity day. I can I can I can uh, I can cut some serious weight. I don't mean to harp on this, but, and I always, I mean, I've seen you sweat. I know you're a sweater and I, I'm not trying to say like you're, you sweat a lot. Other people sweat a lot too. You, you sweat more than anyone I've ever seen, 
But I'm, even uh, knowing I'm, I'm that Jordan, I'm Jordan in my prime when it comes to sweating. Right. So you could tell, I guess that's what it is. You could tell me Michael Jordan's the best basketball player and you can know that, but then maybe when you actually like see it in person or watch him take off in the foul line, it actually like clicks. This is my click moment where I knew you were like big, big sweat guy, but <laughs> double digit pounds on a 16 mile run. And, and I know probably a little bit, it's like, I don't know, other, other, you're just burning cows, but but you're losing double digit pounds of sweat on there. That's that's blowing I mean, my mind right now. I gain it all back and you know in a day and a half, right? Sure. It's not, it's not real weight. It's just it's just water weight. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm the difference I'm between amazed. Steve and like a big sweater is like like you said, Steve, some people be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I sweat all the time. The difference between that person and you is like, you know your your buddy who's like oh yeah he's he's a pretty good golfer like i play with him like you know he, he he can go under 90 every once in a while it's the difference between that guy and uh you know ricky fowler like that's that's the difference in in level of sweat like whoever your best friend is that is like the best golfer you know compare that guy to you know tiger woods and that's the difference between steve and, and the biggest sweater you know Hey, you got you to be the everybody's the best at something, right? I love that you first used Ricky Fowler and then went Tiger Woods because he probably <laughs> those don't. Ricky Fowler's always been my guy with golf, so and I know he, he never kind of gets Fowler would be your guy. Yeah, he love Ricky Fowler. Never, Steve, never, you're a Ricky Fowler major. guy, aren't you? Well, I'm a Ricky Fowler guy because he won me a huge bet. Like, I, I have my guys that I love and I have my guys that I'm fans of now because they. They made me money. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. I, try, I didn't even say Ricky Fowler because of you. I said it because I knew he, he was one of Steve's guys. Oh, yeah. there we but go. Now, now I'm just remembering that you are a big Ricky Fowler. I just love I was about got. to I was about to say Jordan Spieth because that's my guy. But I didn't want to open up the floor for any kind of Jordan Spieth slander. So I I. I quickly changed my mind. I, just, I like that Fowler got put in the conversation with the Jordan comparison with the Woods <laughs> yeah. comparison. And the Ricky well, Fowler comparison. I'm all, I'm all here so for the, it. So that Ricky Fowler, it, so when when it comes to golf, if I hit a big bet with a golfer, I'm done betting on him. Like I just, I want my my memories with that, with that athlete to stay positive. And like, you know, you, you can't keep chasing, you can't keep chasing a win with somebody you've already hit big with. So I've probably fallen off the, the Ricky Fowler uh, bandwagon a little bit just because I haven't been bet on him in a few years because he, he won a big bet. But he, you know, do you remember why I bet on him that day? Yeah, he came out wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Yeah, he warmed up. It was, um, it was a waste management, which leads up to the Super Bowl. And he warmed up, I think it was on day two, in a Tom Brady jersey. And I was like, well that's my guy and he, he won the, he won the tournament. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I am a Fowler fan. Yeah. I like Fowler, but I don't see Spieth walking around in a Brady Jersey, Michaelton. Okay. See, I shouldn't even brought it up. Um, can I, can I ask a question about a long run? Do you guys have a, um, you, do, I'm assuming you both run with, or do your, you know, your runs by yourself with some kind of music or some kind of media of sorts. Trent, I don't know about you. I, I mix it up. I usually run with podcasts. I'm not a music okay. guy. I don't want to so be like too amped up, but that's what I was going to ask for a long run. Can I say what I do? Yeah. Do you uh, two two part question? Do you have a specific long run like audio media routine and is it different than your normal runs? 
Yes. Okay. Super different. I'm, I want to know. Tell me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I have, if it's, if it's under five miles, I don't, I don't listen to music. I keep, if it's short, it's just me and myself. If it's over five miles, I allow music and it's usually some, uh, either running playlist or, uh, you know, I just might shuffle my like songs on Spotify. Um, I, on my long runs, <laughs> I listen to, uh, I listen to, uh, the, the fighter soundtrack on repeat. That's oh, ridiculous. That's crazy. That's <laughs> what crazy. a move right there. How long is the soundtrack? Uh, it's pretty good. And, 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 uh, it, it usually by the end of it, I'm pretty delirious and, and Spotify kind of takes it into similar songs. So I let it run for a little bit. Um, but it usually takes me about, usually takes me about seven miles to get through the soundtrack. So you'll there's go a couple, through the soundtrack twice songs. then. There's a couple songs. Yeah. There's a couple songs on there that I, I skip, but yeah, let me pull it up. It's a, it's a great soundtrack. Let's see. I mean, that's crazy. I do. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> this is why, why Steve sweats fourteen to fifteen pounds on a. Why would you? Is... Why would you? Is it on a five plus mile run? You shuffle your likes on Spotify, which if I know you is hundreds of songs. Yeah. You, the longer you go, you limit yourself to less songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. You got to get in the zone, man. You got to remember why you're doing that long run. So, I don't need to remember why I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me listen. Let me. So, That's so exactly me, how I feel, Trent. Mike, is Steve's ready to run through a brick wall six minutes into his mile two? <laughs> let me just list off some of these songs on the, uh, on, on the soundtrack. You got, let's see. It, it, I mean, it starts off with, how do you like me now? Uh, you got, you got, here I go again by white snake. You got good times, bad times. Um, by Led Zeppelin. You got Strip My Mind by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, you got Warrior's Code by the Dropkick Murphys. You got Can You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones. Um, like, there's some, you know, there's some, yeah, some good running songs. So, so, I mean, the uh, issue we have, Steve, is not about the quality of songs. Those are great songs. I would say it's more of the quantity of songs is more where my issue lies. I and, mean, do you want me to get into this? Like, so, I mean, I, I'll get into this. Like, it, you know, it, the long run, it's all about, it's all about toughness. It's all about remembering why you do it. And I put that soundtrack on and I think, uh, I think of Mark Wahlberg in the gym, in the, uh, you know, the South end gym in Lowell, getting ready to fight a Toro Gotti. That's what I think about. Sure. I get that. I it, get that. It, if you did this for your last long run before the marathon, I get it, right? Or your big <laughs> workout, you just want to like listen to repeat. I get it. But to like get that fired up and have your and like subject yourself to the same songs over and over again every weekend, it sounds like on your your long run time, this precious time you describe where you know it's you time, you get away from it all, and you just sure. want to be like going 120 miles an hour and listen to the same songs on a repeat. I mean. This is this is an amazing Steve episode so far. We've gotten details <laughs> on the sweat bucket, and we learned that he just repeats the fighter soundtrack every long run. It's amazing. 
I mean, there's there's nothing that fires up more when you're it, the sun's beating down on you. You're jumping over broken sidewalks along the Merrimack River, and the Warriors Code by Dropkick Murphys comes on. I mean, that's just. I mean that 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 just it, it toughens you up. It makes you a better runner. I'm I'm sure it does. Uh, I'll share my experience very quickly. It's a little bit different. I like to do the podcast. I don't want to just be drowned out to the music the whole time. Podcast, it feels like, you know, I'm learning something. I'm investing in something. And then at the very end, you know, if I'm hurting and I got a few miles to go, I'll put some music on. Having said that, I haven't done a long run in, you know, in a couple of years now. So it's, it's not really a true description of where I'm at. So maybe things will change, but yeah, I'm a little bit more low key than, than where Steve's at with his long runs. Yeah. So I, I have a long run playlist but the difference between me and steve is i will start my long run with either a podcast or like a chill playlist like something very low-key very just like and i go out there and i you know crank away you know i look forward to my long run so the first half at some point in the long run and it's not always like what whether I when I need it or maybe it's like a predetermined part or maybe like I'm doing a negative split or whatever. At some point, I consciously make the shift from my chill music playlist or my podcast to my long run playlist, which is a lot more um, in the vein of, you know, the fighter playlists or the, the fighter soundtrack. It's a, it's a lot more uh, high tempo. It's a lot more amp you up. It's a lot more get you in that mindset that Steve's talking about. But I, I certainly don't start with that. And, and it's a lot more songs than, you know, whatever the nine songs is that Steve listens to 17 times for a 22 mile run. So that's, that's my you, routine. You want to hear something even crazier? I, I don't, I don't know that I do at this point, but sure. Okay. never mind. I won't say it. No, no, no. At this point we have to. Tempo runs, Spanish reggaeton only. See, honestly, that's less crazy. I love that. <laughs> I love that. At, at least that's 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 a zone out, right? Where oh, yeah. you know, and I don't think you speak Spanish, so you're just no, it, you're just you know, feeling like, the the vibes. You're feeling I speak the a little bit, but what I'm trying to do is it's it's super up tempo and trying to understand what they're saying takes my mind off the pain. There well, you and go. and the good news is is even if you have like 300 songs on that playlist, it's the same beat for. The entire yeah, range. Get exactly. The boom, dibble, exactly. Dibble, it's the same dibble, shit. Dibble, it's dibble, all the dibble, same dibble, shit. Different words, but boom, dibble, dibble, for the entire thing. So that's good. It, you know, it, you're, if you're trying to meet that tempo, it kind of like does it does the tempo for you. Exactly. Exactly. Nailed it. So, yeah. I, are you glad you brought up that topic, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am actually. I thought that I, was going to be. And, I thought that was going to be like a two minute discussion, but we just were able to crank out a solid like twenty minutes of the podcast. This is great. Well. And, and as like listening devices have gotten more elaborate and you've been able to listen to whatever you want, whenever you want, when you're running, my music choices have gotten significantly weirder. Like my playlist for high school with my morning runs, you know, when you're, when you're running by yourself, you're not running with the team was the same playlist, probably, probably five straight years. Right. And then it starts evolving a little bit. And then next thing you know, you can listen to literally anything you want, whenever you want. And you get weird with it. What can I yeah, say? Your your description is kind of like where I was at in high school. It didn't run with music often, but it's because I had this little MP3 player, not even an iPod, an MP3 that I could hold about 50 songs. And so, you know, it was more than nine songs I listened to. But nowadays when you have it. Now, here's the thing that I, I 
don't like. Do you guys, I'm sure you run with your phone then, right? So I, I've started running with my phone. I don't, so I, I also have an Apple Watch. And if I remember, I, I upload it to my Apple Watch. But yeah, I don't sometimes have the, I forget. The, sometimes the Apple Watch, right? Phone. And I don't have some little music player. I know some people that have basically like the old school iPod Nano or something like shorts and be ready to go. But but all I've got for, for music podcasts is the phone. And that's something I'm still not used to. I hate, I hate, I should get like the armband. I feel like I've in the past thought that looked, you know, ridiculous people in the armband, but now I totally see the logic behind it, the reason behind it. Cause holding the phone is, uh, I don't know. I, I, that's something I'll never get used to. And I need, I need a better solution. Do you want to bring this conversation full circle? Absolutely. I used to have a draw full of broken, uh, Apple nanos just for, for the running or, or no, sweating I, through, I get a new one every sweating through. <laughs> I, would, I would, I would water damage a nano once every six months. Amazing. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's a, a media source that is like probably the most underrated running media source of all time is the iPod shuffle. I mean, that thing was designed for running. It was all it was was just a little clip. You just clip it on your shorts, clip it on your pocket, and boom, you're going. Now, if that, that's what I meant, shuffles, not nanos. I had a, that's I had a even, yeah, them, shuffles. So, the, and those things are like if those, if the iPod shuffle and wireless headphones ever yes. crossed paths, I mean, that is that, that just needs to come back. I guess the, the Apple but Watch that's, has that's kind of put. Yeah, it's kind of put that out of business. Yeah. But I mean, that is. But they the... used to be 50 bucks, right? So you, or they yeah. were like 40, they were once 40. I think they ended at 50, but they were 50 bucks. So if I, if I water damaged one every six months, it wasn't a huge deal. I think the cheapest watch is like 250, 290, something right. like that. I don't know. But they last longer than the nanos used to. So have you, have you ever sweat through an Apple watch? No, no, I haven't. So not yet. Anyways, that's a good, that's a good advertisement for the Apple (laughs) watch. Yeah. (laughs) They should just have a commercial of Steve talking about his sweating problems and the fact that he's able to, to not damage his watch. (laughs) Oh, okay. Enough of making, uh, left talking about my, my weird long run habits. Uh, yeah, this has been, it's been quite the episode for me so far. Um, uh, just a quick, Quick uh, kind of housekeeping thing. I was going to say this at the top of the show. We made a promise to the listeners last episode. And for people that knew that we were talk, what we were talking about, it didn't work out. It didn't work out last week. So we didn't have an episode last week. Didn't work out this week. It's going to work out next week. So if you know what we're talking about, we'll, ha- we'll have it next week. So this is officially episode 149 and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is not episode 150. It's 149 and a half. So would, make sure. Would, would, you, would you like me to list it that way in the title, Steve? Exactly. Yes. Okay. I, I would argue our interview of Steve right now is more interesting than anyone else that we could talk to. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, I was uh, uh, moving on. Uh, I was uh, up in New Hampshire for work today, and uh, oh, I remembered. Stink, Steve. It was. That's yeah, a it's bummer. A six up three. Um, <laughs> and it's no longer going to be relevant because gambling just uh, got passed in Massachusetts. So I, I don't. I have no need to go up there anymore. But I, I happened to be up there and uh, I decided I was driving home, um, coming back to get some work done in my house. And uh, I, I remembered 
there was a, a Diamond League meet on this afternoon. So I popped open draft DraftKings, just being like, maybe, just maybe, there's something on here. And to my surprise, there was. It wasn't very much. Yep. It was it was only four events. It was the men's uh two hundred and Noah Lyles was like a minus thousand favorite. So like not not much there. I think it was the women's one hundred. Shelly and Fraser Price was a minus thousand favorite there. There was women's triple jump, and then there was men's one ten hurdles. And I feel like uh I've had somewhat of a weird relationship the past couple months with our boy Grant Holloway. I think we we've you know for most for the m- most of this podcast we've uh, we've been singing his praises, but I think we were just a little bitter about what happened with our guy Devin Allen. Um, I got into a little like Twitter, not even beef. I just kind of was clapping back at him a little bit on Twitter about his criticism of Noah Lyles taunting Arian Knighton. Anyways. It's been it's been kind of a weird relationship. If this was if this was 2008 on Facebook, it, our my relationship with No Lyles would have been it's complicated. I not No Lyles, sorry, Grant Holloway. It would have been it's complicated. Complicated. And uh, I saw the odds, and he was minus 200. And I'm looking at the start list. I'm like, minus 200. I mean, he's gonna win this. Like he should be closer to No Lyles minus thousand odds. Like it's. It, this these these this is great odds minus 200 getting him in this race and so right then and there i made a large deposit and i put it on grant and i said grant you know i'm i'm giving you a chance here i'm 100 back on the grant holloway uh bandwagon if you if you get this for me for me and uh sure enough got a nice little poke from your from from uh from grant so i'm back on grant holloway bandwagon in a big way made me a little bit of money and so that's part of the story but the big story is a couple bets up there for diamond league huge step huge that's step. crazy yeah that's huge i i if i could have placed a bet on whether there would have been odds i would have smashed no odds so i would have lost all my money well so, no no not no lot no no was minus thousand no, no no i said not no i said no odds oh, if i could oh, have placed a bet that there would be no odds I would have smashed it and I would have lost all my money. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to all the <laughs> listeners out there that gambled on the world championships. Cause the only reason DraftKings is offering these odds absolutely is because That's people are putting money on the world championship. If, if people didn't have interest in it, it would go away. So my call to everyone out there is that if you want these odds to continue to be available, which we do, of course, we got to keep betting on it. So, Steve, thank you for doing your part and making civil this happen. Service, yeah. It's thank a civil you. service to us all. Yes. Thank you for your service for, for betting on uh, Grant Holloway. Should we, and, start running, uh, uh, should we start running public service announcements? Like, really serious, <laughs> like with like dramatic music in the background. <laughs> Try and convince yeah, people that they yeah. start placing their bets. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want track gambling to go away, please yeah. lose more money to DraftKings. The more you know. Yeah, I think that's it. I, li- I like to think of DraftKings as someone that's chasing their, their losses, though. I like to think that they got taken for everything they had for people that, you know, listened to some of our advice given out in the last sure. few weeks. And now they got to keep listening it because they're like, oh, we're going to get the money back any day now. It's like me when I'm on a losing chick. I just keep doubling up until eventually I don't have any more money left or I win it back. So I like to think that's where DraftKings is at. Not they're taking money. that They're just chasing their losses from the last big meet. 
Well, I and I and I got to get used to this new uh, online platform, you know, legal platform. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just because now that it's legal in Massachusetts, um, it's like fake money. When the money's in there, it just doesn't seem real. Oh, and so yeah. I instead of like I I'm gonna I gotta force myself to cash out because if I if I don't. It's just I'm just gonna take that and I'm gonna try to double up what I have and probably lose it. So, and then once you have a a good chunk of change in your account, you get a little bit more liberal with your bets and oh, yeah. you start bumping you up your double. units. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful of that. And then it all disappears. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> take it from me, kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are gonna before we kind of get to the last part of today's podcast we got a personal we got a podium coming up um a fun one i think it's going to be a fun one we got some good uh, we got some good stuff so i think it's going to be one of the more enjoyable ones um uh we we do want to talk about what we have coming up so we've been kind of hinting at it and teasing at it a little bit um but hopefully hopefully by the next podcast we will have the store up where we will be selling uh peak too early two crew sweatshirts and they look they're awesome. They're they're going to be awesome. I promise you that they're going to be super cool. And we'll hopefully have pictures up and samples and everything for, for people to check out. Um, but I'm hoping within, if not next episode, by the episode after that, um, we'll have the two crew singlets up. Uh, I'm not singlets, two crew sweatshirts up and ready to go. And we are selling this. And 100% of the profits are going to back on my feet, Indianapolis. And you know, I think when we first started this idea, well, really, when we first started this podcast, we we always wanted to uh, be able to like build a community that we could really kind of direct towards charity, especially charity focused in the running community. And when we first started talking about this, we kind of tossed around a couple different charity ideas. And uh, Trent mentioned this one. And then once he said it, it was like, it was a no brainer. Um, so I think, you know, Back on my feet has a has like kind of a special unique connection to Trent, but it's it's one of the more I think interesting charities, and it is a charity that really stands for a lot of like what we believe in. Obviously, running has been so important in all of our lives; um, it has changed our lives in so many ways. And it's, you know, we we joke and we kid and we kind of have a love hate relationship with the sport, but we're doing a running podcast. Like we do love the sport because it's been so important for us, but it's a charity that takes that energy. It takes that, um, uh, you know, what running can give a person and applies it to like a really amazing, uh, Avenue. Um, so Trent, I'll, I'll kind of like, just give the floor to you a little bit. And I, I'm sure I like, there's, there's more I need to learn about it. And, you know, we've already discussed, we're going to have people from the charity on the podcast. So you guys can learn a little bit more and also know, like, we're not, we're, we're legit. Like this is a, this is a real charity that, that makes a huge impact. Um, so we're going to talk more about this, but we figured that we just kind of kick it off tonight and, and talk a little bit more about it. So Trent, the, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. I'm glad we're bringing it up now just to get people excited about it. I think it's something that especially this community is going to be able to rally around. Uh, it was a program that I was involved in back when I was living in Boston. I actually met my fiance there and she has done it. It, it operates in a lot of the big cities in the USA. And so she's been involved in back of my feet, Baltimore, back of my feet, Atlanta, when she lived in those two cities and then back of my feet, Boston. But what it does is it, it, it takes a, a group of people, you have a mix of volunteers and the members and the members are people um, we'll say that like housing insecure. So people that are living in different, usually different shelters around the city. 
he get together uh, a few days a week, usually super early in the morning uh, for a team run. And, and as you guys know, when everybody kind of shows up to a run, um, unlike a lot of other activities, everybody's can kind of ends up on the same playing field. And so the, the distinction between volunteer and member gets blurred a little bit because they're all just there to go for a walk with some people or to go for a jog for the people that are ready for it. And it really does take like what you said, Steve, the, the very best parts of running. Uh, gets applied to a, a group of people that I think can benefit so much from it. So uh, you get the idea, kind of the discipline, right? You got to get up and you got to be somewhere at, at 5.45 in the morning for for the Boston chapter that I was part of. You get that community, right? You get the, the members are interacting with kind of a different community than maybe they've had before. And so you have this community feel where, again, everybody's kind of on the same level. Uh, you start having these attainable goals that you, that you reach for, right? Uh, maybe they've never run before. And so you're trying to see if you can run a, a 5K at some point. And then you can, you know, the group will do a race every once in a while. So people can put that to the test. Some people end up, you know, going from nothing to, to really getting into it, running half marathons and marathons. So the goal setting, the achievement part. And then along the way, for people that are good about, you know, showing up to the runs in the morning and being, a, you know, a good contributing team member, Back my feet also has a whole connection of, of job skill trainings, of interview stuff that they'll do, of, of giving people uh, uh, financial uh, training and sort of things like that, uh, grants and scholarships for people to go back to school. Uh, so that the running is kind of this great way of bringing this community together and having everybody kind of uh, get, get disciplined and have good goals they're shooting for and really you know strive to improve themselves both physically and mentally. And as you reap the benefits of running on your your life as a person then back my feet also comes in and helps you with uh trying to go back to school if that's what you're interested in or trying to get a job or trying to get placed into a house to a long-term housing situation that's a bit more stable than where they're at so uh yeah it's 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 such a good charity i mean it's something if you love running you know all the reasons that you love it is now applied to a group of people that maybe have never experienced that sort of uh, benefits before um and, and there's a whole lot of good that can come out of it so i'm super excited that we chose this one uh for indianapolis it's great that we're going to indianapolis and we're going to make an impact on a community that that you know the whole two crews coming out for to run the marathon there uh so we'll see some direct impact on that community but it's something i think this this uh the two crews really going to be able to rally around and we we figured that uh all the colts fans are going to be so pissed at us that we needed to do something we need to do something for the community I'm just kidding. We this has always been kind of the goal was to um, not just go someplace and take, but to go someplace and kind of give back in, in a way. And I can't think of a better way to do it. Um, no, I, 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 I'm in a, in a lot of ways like just kind of hearing you talk about it, Trent. Like I, th- I feel like it's such, it's such an amazing organization and one that like just hearing you talk about it. I wish I've been more involved with. Like I wish I've done more with it because it just it speaks to everything I believe. And, um, and when we joke about having a love hate relationship with running, like the act of running, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like, I love the competition, but the thing I love most about it, it's the, the things around running that make my life better. Right. It, it, it makes me a better person. It makes me feel better. It makes me more physically fit. It gives me, um, a goal says like I can go on and on about all the things it gives me and has given me, but uh, it's more the benefits of the sport that um, the reason I love it. And it's just kind of, like I said, harnessing, harnessing that momentum and, and trying to give it to somebody else in terms and to empower them and, and, and take control of their lives. 
which is, I just think the coolest thing. Yeah, absolutely. The self-improvement that you get out of running in so many ways other than running, you know, when you're in a community like this, you kind of realize it reminds you again of like why we actually love running. Cause as you said, it's not the actual, you know, feet on the pavement necessarily. It's all the things that come along with it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I, uh, honestly, it was one, you know, less for me cause I had less of a history than my fiance, but that was one of the hardest parts, but moving out to Teton County, Idaho was, you know, leaving that community behind. It was, you know, something that really, uh, energized us and motivated us. And, and, um, you know, was exciting for us when we were back home and, and we don't, you know, have that same sort of opportunity out here, but, you know, hopefully one day if we're back uh, near a, a big city, it'll be something we can get involved in. But this is like the great alternative for us. So let's, instead of, uh, you know, being able to go to the weekly runs, you know, trying to, to get a, a fundraiser going and going to Indianapolis and, and showing up for that community. That's, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to me, I think that this is probably, I felt all along, was just a way to try and convince me to run the marathon because you guys were like, oh, yeah, we're doing all these great things. And if I say no, I look like a jerk. Um, so that's no, I'm just kidding. I I think that's uh, mentally it makes me feel a lot better about running this marathon. And it's another thing to, you know, when you're out there doing those 16, 18, 20 mile long runs, Steve's listening to uh, Warriors code for the 15th time and you know, sweating 15 pounds off. It's like, you know, an extra level of motivation. It's like you feel like you're, um, we, you know, we always talk about like being part of a team and how important that is to us in the community. You feel like you're, you're doing something bigger than just running a marathon, then, um, you know, just going out there and grinding. You're, you're part of this team. And I hope, you know, eventually once we kind of get this thing up and running and kind of get everyone involved that, you know, you know, everyone can feel like they're part of this team trying to do something bigger than just run a marathon. Yeah. And if you're, if you're not able to be with us in Indianapolis, like it's a, it's an awesome opportunity to support what we're doing. So you can, you know, give to a, an amazing cause, um, you know, charity. I think that everybody listening to can identify with in some way and get a badass hoodie and i think you can trust us at this point i think we've done some some really cool apparel like we don't we don't put stuff out there just to put it out there we do stuff that's cool like starting with the you know the the stop p2e which is a fun idea and you know maybe wasn't we 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 grew from that and then we've kind of we've kind of done some really cool pieces of apparel um and i think that this is going to be we've i like i've gotten better at you know kind of sourcing the the different um types of apparel, working with the printer, telling them exactly what we wanted. We're doing embroidery for the first time. So I'm learning all about that. Um, we're getting like professionally done artwork. So it's a, uh, it's, it, and I've learned a lot in the, in the apparel game kind of doing this. So it's going to be nice. I promise it will be, it will be well done. So don't, don't, uh, don't diminish the stop, uh, the stop P2E shirts. Those things are, it was, you know, cool. it was just a t-shirt with some sort of printed on it, but that was a, that was a kick-ass initial offering. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I that love that shirt. Me, it came to me on, uh, right about mile, uh, you know, 16, 17 of the Boston marathon. Thank you. So, um, okay. So, uh, more to come on that. Stay tuned. Like I said, those we probably, and you know, I was, I, I had my morning cup of coffee, let the dog out this morning for the, for the first time. And, you know, two and a half weeks, I was like, Ooh, there's a little chill in the air. Like it's, it's going to be sweatshirt weather soon. It's going to be, you know, fall weather soon. It's going to be cross country weather. The best, 
greatest time of year. And so it got me thinking, you know, got me thinking about, you know, it's right around the time right now where, you know, you know, the, the cross country athletes are getting ready to report to camp. It's probably, if not this week, then within the next two weeks where everybody's going to be start showing up to cross country camp and, and getting ready to go. And we had the idea. So we're going to do a podium of the, the worst people at camp. And we all know we all, anybody who's been to, to, to fall cross country camp, even if you, even if you were, I think that in some ways this can even apply to first day of practice in high school. Like, I think some of this stuff is going to apply to that. So um, we're going to kind of go back and forth and pick uh, the, the worst people at camp. And so boys, I know we've done snake draft in the past, but I think it takes away like a little bit of suspense on the turnaround. So if it's okay, we're, I think we all have a lot of ideas here. Can we, can we get rid of the, the snake draft and just kind of go in a, in a circle here? Sure. Because we always screw the snake draft up too. the, just simplifying it. If this simplifies, then I like it. All right. And so we are going to go in, in order of, uh, uh, worst shape to best shape for the marathon right now. So I will let you guys decide who's going first. Well, I'll go first. Um, all right. Do you have an argument for, for worst nope, shape? Nope. Unless Trent does. No, no. I, I uh, Okay, good. I'll gladly take it. I good. was kind of hoping you guys would fight over a, a little bit. Nope. That would make me feel better. Nope. So um, we will, Mike, kick it off. Worst person, <laughs> worst person at cross country camp, 1 1. So 1 1. Um, I don't think either of you would have thought of this one. I think it probably would have uh, slid for me. But there's two reasons I'm taking one one is because I think it is very relatable to anybody going to, uh, you know, their their um, preseason camp or whatever you want to call it. And two, because if I remember correctly, and I think I do, it is a direct shot at Trent. So that always makes oh boy. my pick better. And the worst guy at preseason camp was the guy that went to summer running camp. Oh, the they, I didn't even have oh, that on my board. You're so my right. God. And they want to tell you all about their stories and all these things they did at summer camp. And maybe somebody else on the team went to summer camp with them. So they have like this bond and oh my goodness. These people, let me tell you, are the worst people. And Trent, are you, you are, you are a, a summer running camp guy, aren't you? I went to summer running camp one time before my senior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you did. I knew you didn't. I bet you were insufferable at preseason. And, you know, it it, it eventually fades because you lose the camaraderie of summer camp and now you're part of the team and you fade into being part of that team again. But that first few days back, that preseason camp, oh, boy, are the summer camp guys insufferable. I had the best time <laughs> at Foss running camp going oh, in my senior. I could never go to running camp because I was like, why would I go to running camp? Eventually, I got talked into it at the best time. I, I fell in love with somebody out there. You know, it was, it was so fun. I went from like 
10 miles to, I remember, I distinctly remember I ran 69 miles in camp that week. I proceeded to get hurt. No surprise after going from 10 <laughs> to 69, but it was just, I was having so much fun running, just playing tetherball, you know, flirting with, with the girls from the other schools in the area and just having myself a grand old time. So to all the people that Mike just you know, made fun of and, and ridiculed. He is just a jealous hater and he wishes that he himself had gone to running camp. No. Mike, the, I thought for sure, I'm looking at my uh, my list here and I thought for sure there was a couple one ones that wasn't on my list, but you nailed it. That, that is, that, that is, that is, I mean, that's the best answer we're going to get in this, in this draft. So. All right. Well done, Michael. I will go with what I assume is probably the betting favorite for the one, one, just cause I'm surprised that it's chopping down to one, two, but it's the guy that slams the easy runs, right? It's the guy that shows up to camp who's super excited to show off how fit he is. And he might not even be that fit, but you, you know, you're running a lot during, especially if you're, you're on a college team, you got maybe a double, you know, a couple days a week or something, you do a workout in the morning, you got a, a chill run in the afternoon. And that one guy comes in and just wants to push every run. And it's the first week of, you know, legitimate week of the season. And you got somebody out here that's pushing your, your four mile little double at the end of the day, that person can really piss a whole team off. And yeah, Trent, yeah. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take that a step further where that person's either one of two breeds, right? They're either a super eager freshman that's trying to show off in front of the in front of the upperclassmen or it's a mid distance guy that's just using cross country to train through and it isn't it is doing like half the mileage as the rest of us so it's one of those two guys that is just hamming <laughs> just hammering the short runs I'll, I'll even throw in a third category, Steve. I think those are two good categories. The third category is just, I'm about to alienate our listeners, but the third category is just Joe Santo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's thin, right? There, there is, there is the guy who's like an excellent runner and just, that's the way he trains. That's just, by yeah, that's just the way like, he operates. That person's but that, annoying. But that doesn't because... make you, that doesn't make you like hate them any less during, during no. summer or during training camp. It makes it more understandable. You don't have any real issue with them, but you do get annoyed that they they push those like evening cool down runs. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> All right, it's on me. So I mean this this one can't can't leave the first round. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. Um, the out of shape guy. It's usually a it's usually a sophomore or junior that you're really counting on to be in that top seven. And they show up and, you know, they it looks like they just haven't trained all summer. And you have to start doing the quick math that we can't rely on this guy to score on a score for us in a big meet. Um, And, you know, the thing about this person is they were they probably had a great freshman year and they're going to get in shape for their senior year for one more push out of it. But somewhere in the middle, they just kind of lose themselves a little bit and you just can't count on them to, to, to score points. So there's, there's, I mean, we're kind of joking a little bit, but there's actually nothing worse than the guy that you're counting on to score some points and just didn't do the work over the summer. That's a great, uh, like differentiator, right? Because I think the guy you were counting on the top seven guy, a guy who should be scoring for the team coming in out of shape that is, that guy is, the worst and and just the to guy go who's, up, can, well, I, can i just follow up on that real quick yeah 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 
those guys, what, what usually pisses you off too is, I don't know if you had this in, in college, Steve, or something where sometimes you have like people submit their logs to a Facebook group or email them around. People kind of know what they're doing. And it's the guy who lies about what kind of shape they're in, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like BS you were doing, you know, 70 miles a week for the last, you know, you can barely get through an eight mile run at, at a chill pace right now. So yes, the out of shape guy. And especially if they, you know, there was no indication of an injury or something like that. They, they just like, completely bullshitted their their summer logs but isn't there something a little bit endearing about like the 16th or 17th guy on the team who just comes in he he probably wasn't lying about his logs he's just coming in out of shape <laughs> and fat gained probably 10 15 pounds isn't there a little bit something endearing about that guy you know what i mean there's a there's that guy that's like there and he comes in pretty out of shape. No one was counting on it. And then there's just that fun game like, is coach gonna cut him? <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like too mad. Is he gonna get cut? <laughs> he's a little bit self-aware too. Like he's kind of a Debbie Downer about it. And just no, I don't know. That guy's kind of funny. That guy's he, a little he bit a, funny. He had a summer job or something, or he went on like a big traveling trip during the summer. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, on you. All right, number two. My number two pick here. And I'm interested to see how this one's received. But this is the transfer student. (laughs) So this is the guy, right? Because you're used to the new guys coming in, right? You already have your squad, your friends. There's a pecking order. Then the freshmen come in and you might have some ambitious freshmen, even some really good freshmen. But at the end of the day, they're still freshmen. But no, you got this junior coming in who already, you know, has college accomplishments, thinks that they're tough shit, and it just completely screws up the preseason dynamics. There are the existing members, and then there are the freshmen, and that is the dynamic, right? But throwing this transfer student in there, and like I said, similarly to the camp guys, eventually the transfer students usually figured out they'll become part of the team. But during preseason, there's a whole lot of like, what is this guy's deal? And the transfer student is oftentimes the guy pushing the easy runs, right? Because they're trying to like assert themselves. They're trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, They're trying to get on coach's good side. So preseason is a tough, tough time for the transfer students. Mike, Mike is just taking shots at everybody. Right <laughs> yeah. now. So I actually had this one written down. And I, I was going to, I was going to pick it as my last pick. I thought it was going to slide to the end there, no, 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 but no. yeah, I, I was this guy. And, uh, uh, you know, I had to, I had to do my work to prove myself to the team. My first day of practice ever. I I'll never forget it. We were sitting in like our athletic department, conference room or i guess it wasn't practice it was like we we're meeting and we we're gonna have practice the next day we we're gonna start camp the next day and one of the first things the coach i knew nobody in the room but one of the first things in the room that the first things that coach started talking about he goes he goes just so you guys know there's a guy in here that worked two jobs every single day and still managed to get 70 miles in He's been, you know, he, I, I had been working out at the uh, at the facility even before, like, we were, like as soon as open, like I wanted to prove myself and I was there. And he's like, I see him in the weight room five times a week. This kid hasn't run a single race for us and he's already doing more than anybody in here. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like sinking down in my chair. I was like, coach, stop. Please stop. Yeah, Please you stop. Were, and you were everybody the in the room hated me. They yeah. hated me. 
so much. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, and I, I would like to think I busted that, busted out of that hated spot pretty quickly. Well, but I was, I was definitely hated for for a little while there. Yeah, I mean, you are the prime example of of the the transfer student I'm talking about, and and like you said, you eventually gotten all the good graces and you remember the team and and you figured it out but preseason that that that's tough. a that that's a tough time for you that's it was tough it was tough but you know we worked through it hey, coach didn't do you any favors with that kind of speech <laughs> no, whatsoever no. all right i could go a lot of different ways here and, and the person I'm gonna describe you know they really want to be in the middle you don't want to be on either of the opposite ends and i think i might surprise you guys with which which end i'm going to go with but the person that's too ready to party like during the first days back, right? Like you, you want people that want to have a little fun. It's not just about running your senior friends again. But then there's like the one guy who's, you know, maybe you guys are having a few beers after the run. And then the one guy just like has the like handles of vodka or tequila or something and just wants to throw down the first night. And it's like, yes, I'm excited to be here with my friends again. I'm excited to, you know, hang out socially as well as have this kick-ass week of training. But everybody is ready for a super like preseason there's no usually there's no there's no school work right there's no distractions it's like an opportunity to actually feel like a professional athlete if you have that opportunity to run you know at a college program or have a preseason experience um or whatever it is the beginning of your year you're usually like super geared up to to just feel like I, i'm gonna get in the best shape of my life right now and then there's just like the one guy who like after that first run is back in the dorms and is like trying to get everybody to do shots or something like Nah, slow your roll, man. We'll, we'll have plenty of time for that. But I, I want to at least like have a kick-ass week first before you know the, the first weekend when when we get after it. That's a unless you have something to say, Mike. That's a perfect transition into my my next pick. No, nah, because I, I I'm assuming we'll, we'll get to talk about this. All right. So, so my 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 pick is the can't handle his booze guy. Right. And because, you know, nobody's getting after it at, at, at training camp. Right. But there is inevitably there's one or two nights where you have a couple drinks and you have some fun because you're, you're seeing all your friends for the first time. And, you know, the the rest of the students aren't on campus yet. So it's, you know, there, there there's one or two nights you're going to have some fun. But there's nothing worse than the guy that that gets either too drunk that night or can't show up to the run the next day together, whether they either sleep in or they're acting hungover. And it's like, dude, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do the crime, you gotta do the time. Like we're all, we're all a little banged up, but we're gonna, we're gonna grind through this run. Stop acting hungover in front of coach. That it's, yeah, it's a good one. They make the whole team look bad and do that. So yeah, I think you gotta be in the middle of my guy and your guy, but I got a little Mike. I want to know you want to comment on it. And then I have a little story about that. Well, so I think at this point, I'm probably not going to take it because I think it'd be bad strategy to like go the complete opposite end of that. But on my list was also the no fun police guy, right? Like the guy. Who's yeah, like, nobody likes that guy. Yeah, like we're, we're, this is the year we're not, you know what I mean? Like no nonsense. Like that guy, that guy stinks too. So that's not my pick, but. You know, there has to be some kind of happy medium. And I think you guys are probably right. I think your version is probably better than my version. Um, and I do have stories to tell on that, but Trent, maybe yours overlaps. So I'll let you go first. Yeah, just thinking, so you don't want to show up hungover, right? Because the whole team now, every you didn't go partying by yourself, especially in preseason. But I remember my freshman year, 
uh, it was at the first weekend. Like, I think technically the students had come back, but you know, I went out and I had myself a good time, but I, you know, I sure as hell got myself up for the run next morning, but you know, I'm still, still eight. I'm 18 years old. I'm kind of figuring out how to get yourself truly ready for the run the next morning. But I go to the run and I have no issue and I have a good run or whatever. And I don't think anything of it until like years later, my, uh, our assistant coach, who is uh, quite the character, shout out coach Hart, but he, uh, you know, I had become an upper class. And so I think he was more comfortable with, with talking to me about this kind of stuff, but he goes, man, that first like long run or whatever, the first weekend in your freshman year, I just remember you reeking like booze. And I was like, I got to keep my eyes on this kid. So I, I got myself to practice. I kept up with the run. It wasn't like I was a detriment that way. But I, I did, you know, throw the whole team under the bus, unbeknownst to me, by smelling like booze. I, I didn't learn like the shower, right? Shower, brush your teeth, good mouthwash <laughs> before you get going. I probably just rolled out of bed and was like, here we go. I think I've told this story before, but, um, you know, we always kind of had the philosophy at, at our preseason, like, you know, you don't bring like the, the party outside of kind of the, the seniors during preseason. If you guys want to like drink and do your thing kind of behind closed doors, but we're not going to have like full team bashes or anything like that until after preseason. If people want to do their thing, that's fine. So to kind of like prevent the freshmen from going off and doing stupid stuff on their own, we'd plan nightly activities, bonding things. We'd go mini golfing, we'd go bowling. And for as long as I can remember, the rules were always like upperclassmen don't drink at these events because, you know, we're trying to like set a good example. We got to my senior year and we're like, those rules stink. <laughs> we are. And not like every senior was on board. But me and Trent were definitely on board, and I was probably the ringleader. I was like, listen, folks, I'm having a good time at these events. I don't care about the traditions. I don't care about the rules. And, uh, yeah, we did. We we uh, kind of changed that, the 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 philosophy on preseason, <laughs> the preseason events. Is that the bowling alley just, like, six beers deep during preseason? <laughs> I, I was a fifth year, man. I didn't have any rules at yeah, that Yeah, you didn't point. care. I could do whatever I wanted that year. <laughs> Such a good one. Yeah. I mean, I guess now we're just getting deep dive into our own experiences, but we'll go further with this. So yes, that was, that it was, it was super fun, but the tradition was, you know, most nights you'd pick an activity, get everybody off campus, team bonding, that sort of thing. And then maybe go back and have a couple of beers with uh, your friends. Um, but you know, there's that, that year, Mike and I definitely enjoyed ourselves before mini golf, before bowling or whatever it may be. <laughs> um, not just us two, but other people, yeah. but the people the, the person I'm going to name as my, uh, is it my turn? <laughs> I'm yeah. totally out of order. No, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, it's Mike's turn, but go for it. Oh, I, wait, did you oh, say yes, it is somebody might? No, it's my turn. Mike, it's my turn. Oh, okay. Go ahead then. I'll go. No, we got to turn. If it, if it flows nicely, just just okay. So flows nicely. Yeah, so you on yeah, that actually, the, the activities first. and stuff. Unless you pick mine, then we'll be pissed. But go ahead. Yeah. But the the people that like needed to be the entire team, men and like women, oh. the, the male team, the female team together. Oh, so that true. that was always a thing. Is like the males <laughs> and the, the boys and the girls, the the men and the women. Like, we had to like do the same activity at nights, right? You couldn't just do your thing if you didn't want to hang out with the girls team. It was, it was this thing. 
And then I think when we got this being, or my fifth year, your senior, Mike, there was nice, like, I don't want to do this with the girls. And like, we'll do our own thing. And then you just had, you know, from, from other teams, from other people on the team that were like, no, this is not the way it's always done. Like the teams have to do everything together. Everybody is one big thing. Like there's enough bonding at preseason. You're the only people on campus. You're, you're out there. You're running with each other every day. You're getting your meals together every day and you're hanging out most nights. I don't need you to insist that the, the men's team and the women's team does everything together every night of preseason. John, I think that might be a very Stonehill specific pick, which is a negative for you. However, there was never more drama than preseason because that it was always the expectation that at night the guys team and the girls team would go do this. And I remember our senior year, we would like tell the girls team, like, all right, yeah, we're going mini golfing <laughs> tonight. And then we would just go ball. Like, like we would just they hated us so much because we, we were just like, no, we're not doing that. Like this is the men's team bonding like you, you sorry like your point like your fifth runner doesn't get to score for our team like that that bonding doesn't need to happen right now we need to like create a a team a team bond with the you know our our team so i, I think it's a good pick but again you probably alienated uh, a, a lot of listeners that's right i can live with that thanks for letting me go in your place Steve, did you did you, do you did you see that at bentley was there a a, a no there wasn't no, there wasn't a ton of there wasn't that wasn't forced upon us. We didn't we didn't do anything fun at night. <laughs> we uh we kind of left to our own device a little bit. So uh all right, my last probably pick. Bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Probably a very yeah. bad thing. My my last pick is I'm gonna go with um the guy who comes in injured. Because you know, you're all out there. <laughs> grinding every single day right like you're out there going to this and this guy's just sitting back drinking water stretching like you know skipping all the workouts not being part of it yeah yeah exactly and like they get a free pass for summer training like maybe they didn't do any summer training at all but it doesn't matter like they're injured they don't have to showcase that when they come back from injury they come back slowly um so yeah the guy who comes the guy who comes into camp injured that guy stinks i agree (laughs) such a good one (laughs) screw that guy (laughs) it's definitely me before but still (laughs) he has been all of us at one point um all right my pick yeah i think this is the last one i'm gonna go so a lot of a lot of my picks are off the board i have a lot of uh fringe ones here like a lot of uh not i i'm gonna have to i'm gonna pick the best of my friend of like my, my super specific ones but i'm gonna go with oh i'm gonna go with this one the core guy the guy that is always just super insistent on doing core and i'm not gonna i'm not saying that i'm not gonna do core but like we we don't have classes right now. It's not, it's not super important for me to do core right now. I'm exhausted. I just lost 15 pounds of sweat on a long run. Stop telling me to join the group for core. I'm going to do it, but leave me the fuck alone. All right. That the core guy, the guy that's always rallying everybody to do core right then and there is the worst. Steve, I could not have been more specific with targeting people, but I think you just <laughs> went up to me. 
I mean, you are just speaking right to Trent right now. Am this I? guy just this guy just always had his shirt off, wanted to to do core and do push ups and go lifts, meathead. And I'm not I'm not against that stuff at training camp, but stop telling me to do it right after the run, and I don't need to do it with you. Okay. I I love core. I love when the group did <laughs> together. I liked when person in the middle would count the the evens and everyone on the outside would count the odds. I like being in the middle. I like mixing it up and people picking exercise and then you tell them people picking exercise. Court, court was my jam. Okay. Yeah, so I feel targeted by both of you guys <laughs> now. Well, the best part about that is I've never been to camp with you, so I didn't know. So there that's you go. Better. I never had to piss every, you off every... by being excited for court. Every every team's got a core guy. So. It's the perfect time for core. Like no, you it's said, not. You got nothing no, else not. going on. You don't have class. Like, and during the season, everyone else, oh, I got to leave my well, run really that... early because I got I got class to get to. And then you don't get to do that group core. There's nothing else going on. Sit your ass down, get in a circle, and let's do some core. Well, I you I you can make an argument when like school's going on, but my whole point is at camp when I literally don't have anything else going on, but just resting and focusing on running. I don't need to do it right after I run. Okay, I'll get around to it. Get around to it. Sure you will. That's what they all say. Not on my watch. <laughs> all right. Does anybody have anything that uh made the short list and uh didn't didn't get to say? I got I got a couple. Yeah, let's see. I got I got the the kid that gets you lost, right? You come back, you haven't yeah. been doing the same routes, and somebody's like, Oh no, I was here. I was here the summer, right? I stayed over the summer or I just ran around the area and there's a good loop through here. And then you just get lost during, you know, preseason or something like that. So just, just do the same routes until people figure it out. Don't, don't be the guy that gets everybody lost. The, uh, a, the a cousin of that is the, the mid distance guy that um, isn't super serious about cross country and cuts the run every once in a while loops back you know it takes the guy, earlier loop back yeah nice thanks the um the freshman who wants to tell you how his high school did everything or how many miles his high school did i yeah guys nice thanks i was definitely this guy and I, I mean i tried not to be but the guy who was on a great high school team right and, yeah. and just wants to come in and like you said mike but it usually comes from a place they want to talk about how good they're usually they usually come from a they usually come from a school that uh where everybody went to running camps they probably yeah. did because that team was probably really good in high school <laughs> i knew what they were doing uh all right the uh the jealous upperclassmen because you have the the new the fresh meat coming in, you got the the freshman boys, the freshman girls that are coming in, and then the upperclassmen are a little salty that uh they're not the center of attention anymore. You know the the upperclassmen girls are checking out the young freshman guys, the upperclassmen guys checking out all the new kids coming in on the girls side, and so you get uh you get some jealousy going on for you know the the young cool you know good looking uh, new kids on the team right there. Everyone can relate to that one. I think yeah, that's, that's that's a cross country universal. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's a universal uh, uh, cross country camp uh, or cross country preseason uh, experience. Um, I got the coach's pet. Coach's like, pet. You want to be on coach's, coach's side, but every team has a coach's pet, and you don't want to be the coach's pet. No. Everybody hates that guy. 
Um, the <laughs> I'm just now listing examples of myself, but the freshman who refuses to wear running shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that a is that a directed at yourself, Mike? Yeah, I mean the last one I said was as well the one the guy who wants to talk about his high school experience. Um, I think that's good self awareness. Yeah, well, I took a lot of um, shots thought, at you yeah. guys. I took a lot of <laughs> shots at you guys. So that that's a good one that I did not think of, but yeah, it did piss me off when freshman came in and wouldn't wear running shorts, and now I'm a guy <laughs> who's like. We've talked about the pod. I've come around to not necessarily wearing running shorts in my runs now, and it's fine. Get a pair of boxer briefs and some athletic shorts, and you're yeah, good you to would. go. When you're but, in college, uh, you got to assimilate. Yeah, you got back assimilate. then. No, I was, he's like, "Come on, dude, you're making us all look bad." <laughs> oh, like you were the you were the talk about your high school guy. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. We, yeah, we success. <laughs> but I thought it was tough shit coming from a, you know. <laughs> stay competitive high school i don't know um i got the gear guy i think close cousin oh. to the uh the junk science guy the guy that comes in with all the, the newest the latest and greatest running watch the newest you know the newest shoe technology brand new like running gear like they're, they're every team has a gear guy that that actually is personal that's the antithesis of the um refuses to not wear basketball shorts guy yeah the guy who's just decked out looking like a hard out runner that's a good one steve steve the guy that has no more running shoes and the more running gear than anyone i know right now. i'm a gear guy now and in in, in, uh yeah but i'm thinking this point in my life i wasn't in college though yeah i'm thinking i was was just sweating through ipod shuffles like it was my job (laughs) that i wasn't a gear guy um like i'm thinking like you're talking more of like a cousin to like the vibram shoe guy like yeah no no not really now that i maybe at one point but i'm i'm talking about like the guy that like you know wants to tell you about his brand new gps watch and and yeah, that's what I mean. Why, like i think why, i think that well, guy that's is, not really the vibe yeah i think that guy's related to the vibram shoe guy maybe maybe he's a relative yeah I, yeah. I, just, the- I just have such a skewed uh vision of what the the vibram guys are. it's just yeah <laughs> how, how about the guy that that comes back just way cooler than they left. Like they either got a, a cool tattoo or they have a, a new hair or something like they got that. got an like, ear piercing ear piercing ear piercing like, guy. Oh, coming back with a, with a, with a tight fade and an ear piercing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm elevating my, my coolness now that I'm a sophomore. Right. Right. I remember our, our buddy shout out boomer came back. And for me, I was jealous of it, but Boomer is a ridiculous person altogether. But he also, he just got this massive tattoo, like on his ribs. It's like this cursive writing, uh, uh, coach, uh, well, why am I drawing a blank on this name? But, uh, coach Valvano's, uh, signature quote, oh, yeah. but oh I was just, God. I was just, I was personally, I was jealous of it. And then you see him and he's just got like this fresh ink and, and just looking cool. And you're like, damn, how come I didn't do something cool this summer? Is it, is it don't ever give up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't ever give up. Don't ever. What is it? Don't, don't give, give up, up. Don't ever don't give, give up. up. Don't. Yeah. 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 Loved it. And just on that note too, anyone that did something really cool that summer and was excited to share it just made you feel bad about your summer. It's like, Oh, I worked at Candy Lake park in the rides department all summer and tried to get my runs in after work. That, that was my summer. So the kids that did like some Epic, like bike trip or something like that, you're like, Oh, that was cool. Uh, I'm just realizing this now. What year did you get your ear pierced Trent? 
I got it at school. I got it like during the season sophomore year, I think. Well, kind of similar. It's right around the time I would have predicted you to to get your ESPN. Oh yeah, I I had I had like a, a. mohawk at that point and i got the ears pierced i was i was being pretty cool all all the umass little kids used to get the ears pierced like going into their sophomore year that was like it wasn't a rule but it's what they all just it's what they did it was cool <laughs> that's when dunny got his ears pierced right i think so <laughs> when when i say i don't like those guys because i was i was jealous of them and so then i had to do it myself <laughs> what, what about the guy who um the guy who read born to run over the summer oh that's no. that's the vibe oh. guy that's the vibe yeah. guy. Like, that's not the gear guy. That's what made me think. And telling you how your foot strikes <laughs> wrong, and how you, you we we evolved to wear shoes, and we weren't supposed that guy. That yeah. guy is the worst. Yeah, yeah. You were born to run over the summer. That's that's uh, once a runner too. Great book, awesome book, but nobody no, wants to hear different. About it. That's a different runner. They, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying Quinton, it's totally different. Quinton. But the guy ran the classic book and wants to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. The, the kid who oh, I wish I led with this. The kid who wants to be Quentin Cassidy. That's a, yeah. that's a pick. Uh, anyways, or the guy that got the Jack Daniels book and just like has all the numbers, yeah. and calculates out what every run should be. Put, tells put you, yeah, like, yeah. tells yeah, you what like, your AK time is gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wants to tell you what your your V dot whatever. It's try the guy who explains V dot to you on on the first run. I, you know, the, the reason I think I love this segment is we have successfully made in one way or another made fun of every single person. Oh, yeah. This, this including podcast. including ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I think that's 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 probably one of my favorite podiums we've done. So let's uh, let's end on that note and let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? Uh, we kind of spoiled it earlier, but uh I moved back to Massachusetts at the right time. I was getting spoiled in Connecticut with my legal sports betting in the last couple of months. I've been uh, a little bit deprived. So um, what I'm hearing is prior to football season. Um, so we're going to, we might have to do a segment of our football futures coming up here soon, but I'm very, very excited for a little bit of legalized Massachusetts camo. Hell yeah. Trent, what do you got people on the bell app? Indianapolis coming up right around the corner. We were talking back in my feet early. Some sweatshirts is going to go on sale. But, you know, I, I, it's too early to buy a flight. But I live in a place where it's hard, you know, to find good flights. So I did just kind of check out the flight situation, just wondering what the prices were going to be like, you know, how many days off I'm going to be taking off that weekend type of situation. So the best flight, not the best flight, is a terrible flight. The cheapest flight that I can catch on the Friday before the Sunday marathon it leaves uh, Salt Lake City at 7.49 p.m., uh, arrives in Las Vegas at 8.06 p.m. local time, and departs Las Vegas at 10 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning to arrive in Indianapolis for uh, the afternoon there. Now, probably gets in a little too late, but it did have me thinking. I, I know you're on time. Well, the marathon, oh, the marathon Saturday. It's not Sunday. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, All right. Well, well, we'll dismiss this. I was maybe they can do the same flight on thursday night like what kind of savage move would that be if i just had to you know get in take my layover in vegas for 10 hours hit the casino go out to dinner get a nice little action coming i know people that have done that have done the overnight las vegas shout out to a couple two crew members sam and dan they've done the overnight las vegas 
uh, layover. Don't get a hotel. Just go out, get back to the airport in the morning yeah. and see how you do. But you got to do that on the way home. You can't do that on the way to a marathon. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not. There's no chance I get that flight, especially because I missed the marathon <laughs> since I miscalculated the date. <laughs> but as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is uh, maybe it's meant to be." But apparently, it's not because I don't even know what they have the marathons in. So, but maybe you'll see me in Vegas a couple of days before or after. Just a, a quick logistical note. Um, I was planning. I'm I'm booking. I'm probably going to book my flight this week. And I was talking to my wife, and we were going to. Our plan was going Friday morning. Um, but because airports have sucked so much lately and flights are getting delayed, flights are getting canceled. If that happens, I'm I'm missing the race Saturday morning. So I think we're planning on going in Thursday night. Um, so if anybody's around on Thursday, maybe we grab dinner or something like that. So that's the plan. Oh, I haven't booked the flight yet, but that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. So anyways, I don't have anybody to watch the kids yet. So who knows? I might even not be going to the marathon, but. Um, that's what, that's where we're at. Uh, my bell lap, uh, uh, just quickly saying the Red Sox stink. Um, mm. and, uh, I'm going to get off this podcast and go watch hard knocks, which is August is without a doubt the worst running month of the year. Um, but getting that first hard knocks episode just makes you feel like a little bit of fall and know that cross country season is right around the corner. So other than that, boys, I wouldn't run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the joke. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight.